Zenny and Andy, it's our show. It's my show. Jeez, Andy, pant much? I'm working out, Zenny. Leave me alone. <laughs> you're working out? <laughs> it looks more like you're doing the happy butt dance, like when mother or father say it's time to go for a walk. Exactly. I'm getting in shape before our guest arrives today. Indy, you do realize that it takes more than just a three-minute hustle to lose the fupa that's on your belly. Shut up, Z. I'm turning over a new leaf. Are you supposed to do that like in January? I'm a little late, yes, but better now than never. Well, I have to say, we are so lucky to have Jonna Devereaux back again this season because the last time she was on, she gave us great nutrition advice. True. So, since we have so much to cover with her... I have so many questions. Me too. I think we're going to have to cut to the chase and get into some... From the skyscrapers of New York to the coast of California, this is Doggo News. In today's Doggo News, we'd like to take a cue from Mozart. Who is back at home and not bugging me. Yes, he's back at home with the minge and I'm sure we'll see him soon. Anyway, in honor of Cousin Bo, we'd like today's Doggo News to be about fish. Fish? Really? Well, Mozart's always making a plea to add other animal stories into the doggo news mix because he always says we're all creatures of the earth and therefore we should be open to... Uh, uh, this is a dog show, though. It's not a fish show. I think that you'll find these stories interesting. I'm just going to talk briefly about them because the details are more extensive than we have time for today. Okay, go on. Well, in the first story, it seems that fleshies who have been dumping their kids' pet goldfish into lakes are inadvertently creating environmental chaos. Okay. Oh yeah? How's that? The goldfish feeding off the plankton and other sea life at the bottom of the lakes are destroying the ecosystem for other sea creatures. And besides that, they're becoming huge in size, sometimes it's bigger than the size of a football. Whoa, that's gnarly. Yeah, not great. And in other fishy stories, it seems that some brown trout are testing positive for methamphetamine and becoming addicted to the harmful drug. <laughs> Excuse me, what? Yes, Fleshy's illegal meth is showing up in the waterways, according to new research. Even mussels in Washington's Puget Sound are testing positive for opioids and other drugs. Oh, DJ, what is wrong with you, Fleshies? Gotta ruin everything, including your own food supply. Okay, I'm ready to move to a separate planet that's for animals only. Hey, we animals aren't always perfect or peaceful either. Yeah, but humans are the worst. Agreed. <laughs> Monday's Mutts! Boy, we really are zooming through this. We gotta. I have so many questions for Jonna. All right, shoot then. Today's Monday's Mutt is Digby, a labradoodle therapy dog from Exeter, southwestern England, who helped save a young woman who was on a bridge ready to jump. The fire and rescue personnel weren't having any luck talking her down from the bridge until they brought in Digby. When he arrived on the scene, she immediately turned her head to look at him. And when they asked her if she'd like to meet him away from the bridge, she said yes and safely came down. This isn't the first time therapy dogs have helped fleshies. Clarence, a 160-pound dog, recently roamed the halls of Congress and has also been at the sites of some of the worst fleshy tragedies. Sandy Hook, the Las Vegas shootings, the Boston Marathon, and the Tree of Life synagogue shooting in Pittsburgh. That dog has seen a lot of sad faces. Therapy dogs have also been brought to help hospital workers deal with the traumas they've seen because of the beer virus. Terrible. Everyone needs a nice dog to pet. It's proven to reduce stress and lower a fleshy blood pressure. Yeah, even the Minch says that having Mozart through the pandemic has helped her get through it when she wasn't able to see her kids or her grandkids. Thank goodness for us. All right, so let's zoom on next into... Free 
week. This week's breed of the week is the Papillon. Ooh, I love Steve McQueen. I'm sorry, what? He's so handsome, so manly. Okay. He's got that little buzz Caesar cut that's so cute. (laughs) I have no idea what you're talking about. So anyway, the Papillon is a toy dog that is upbeat, friendly, alert, and athletic. Measuring only 8 to 11 inches to their shoulder in height, you can recognize a Papillon by their distinct butterfly-shaped ears. Hence their name, Papillon, which means butterfly in French. We. Oui. They're dainty and elegant with a full plumed tail, and they are consistent winners at agility contests. Even less ambitious owners will be able to train the pap to do some cool tricks. The papillon was previously known as the Dwarf Spaniel, and Marie Antoinette and Louis XIV were both big fans of these pups. Even being a high-energy dog, they're not known to be nervous, and they generally don't bark too much. They're widely known as excellent companion dogs, and have appeared in artwork as far back as the 16th century. They are great to train travel with and are wonderful lap dogs, although they generally don't like to be alone. Their lifespan ranges from 13 to 15 years. Too damn short. I'm going to go ahead and say that this little dog is a bit too cute for me. Because if he was around, Mother would pay way too much attention to him. No, but um, yeah, he's an attention whore. Like you. There can only be one. This week's Breed of the Week is brought to you by our Fuck Kibble Patreons. Leisha Larson, Olga Ekman, Bailey, Lexi, Teresa, Willie Walter, Stife and Tambo London, and Hey, Jasmine Paris! Hey, Jasmine Paris, our dog godmother. Yee! I've cleared her out of many rooms with my farts. So true. All right, since we have the amazing clinical dog nutritionist, Jonna Devro, as our special returning guest, we're going to skip this week's Doggo Hell segment because she's going to give you way more great health information for your pup than we could ever give you. Yeah, better get your pen and pad of paper ready. Get ready to take some notes. Digging deep in Doggo Hell. The Zeddy and Indy Show do not claim to be experts in pet health, and anything they say is meant for informational or educational purposes, and not intended as medical advice. Please consult your veterinarian when treating your dog or pet. Also, fuck kibble. Please welcome back our amazing guest, Jonna Devereaux! Hello, Jenna. Welcome back to our show. Hi, and thank you for having me back. We wanted to bring you back since you gave us so much great information on how to keep your doggos healthy. We have a bunch of questions for you that are pertinent to us, but we also think that they'll be very helpful for our listeners. So uh, let's go ahead and jump in. First off, I have been dealing with some arthritis in my back legs. I thought it was hip dysplasia, but went to the doc. He said, probably not. I'm still, you know, young and sprightly. So they gave us like some pharmaceutical drug called gabapentin. And, you know, mother was like, well, what is it? Is it like an anti-inflammatory, whatever? Anyway, the doc said it wasn't just to take it. And then mother did her due due diligence and found out, you know, maybe it's not something, you know, that I'm ready for that I need exactly. So I guess the question is, um, is there anything that you recommend that's natural that could possibly help my hind leg issues? Maybe it's just over wear and tear and I'm getting older. You know, I take a little bit of glucosamine and stuff. um, But mother read about turmeric and stuff. Uh, Is there anything that you recommend? Yeah, I think there's actually like a three layered approach that you would uh, that your mom would want to take. So the first is going to be that you want to keep exercising because 
as you're exercising, you're moving the synovial fluids through and you're keeping your joints lubricated. From a nutritional standpoint, you want to think about reducing inflammation in the body and also providing nutrients that are going to heal and nourish the articular cartilage and prevent it from having further degeneration. So there's a few ways that you can do that. To reduce inflammation, you can add a lot of really wonderful antioxidants um, that you can add from a supplement into your bowl. You can also add like a turmeric. If you're going to be doing the turmeric, the curcumin in the turmeric is going to be highly anti-inflammatory and it actually will have a better absorption rate if you include black pepper. The piperine in the black pepper actually helps your body absorb that curcumin. So you get like a a better bang for your buck by adding that extra um, spice. You could Uh also do things like adding bone broth. Bone broth is going to be really rich in glucosamine and chondroitin. Um, It's going to be really rich in gelatin. Those are all going to be things that are going to be beneficial to prevent your joints from having further degeneration. And it's really important to note that a lot of people have their dogs on only glucosamine or only chondroitin. And it has been proven even scientifically that using the chondroitin alongside the glucosamine has an overall synergistic effect. So the body actually responds better when you use the two. So you can get, um, you know, an over-the-counter pet-formulated arthritic type of supplement that has the glucosamine and the chondroitin. Hopefully it has some higher hyaluronic acid and some MSM. You can also try doing like a sea cucumber, which is really high in chondroitin. You can do green-lipped mussels, which is also going to be really high in what we call the glycoaminoglycans, which are what chondroitin and uh, glucosamine are. And then really just thinking about whatever you can do to reduce inflammation. And so if that means uh, trying, you know, depending on where you are in the arthritic stage, you know, there are some wonderful um, full spectrum, whole plant CBD products out there that can work and, and help with that as well. So there are definitely a variety of things that you can do. And I actually incorporate a lot of those in my own dog's food on a daily basis. Um, not that they're arthritic, but I don't want them to be. So I am being proactive with my supplementation to make certain that I'm setting them up for success. And again, just to remind our listeners, um, you can use human grade. Is that what you use? Like, for example, you know, like where they have the little spice rack (laughs) at the grocery store, like actual turmeric and and like black pepper, like regular like cracked black pepper, you just kind of sprinkle it on their food. Yeah, you just crack the black pepper. I'm a big fan of getting all of my herbs and spices and supplements. Well, I should say the spices from like a health food store. I try to get the human grade organic version um, just to make certain that there's no toxins or heavy metals or anything. And they've been tested that way if they're organic. Um, But yeah, I use human grade. The only thing you want to be careful of when you're using human grade, and this goes not in necessarily what we're talking about from an arthritic standpoint, but if you start looking at, you know, the peanut butters or like flaxseed oil, sometimes the human version has xylitol and that obviously is toxic to dogs. So you do still want to have your eye, your your mom and your dad want to have their eyes on the products to make certain just because it's for humans and it says organic that there's nothing in there that might be toxic to to you and Indy. Just to piggyback on that last question, do you think that I should start acting like I have arthritis to get some of this green mustard <laughs> and sea cucumber action? <laughs> <laughs> I know the bone broth sounds kind of tasty. <laughs> They're all really yummy. And I think that maybe your mom and dad will just start incorporating that in. But no, don't fake arthritis. <laughs> <laughs> 
talked. Last time we talked, you mentioned briefly some healthy supplements that you'd like to give your dogs. Can you talk about these again in more detail? And how can they improve your dog's health? Things like spirulina and stuff like that. Yeah. So just talking about what we were what we were just talking about with supplements. So a lot of the supplements that I give my dogs are very high in antioxidants. So they help the body eliminate free radicals, and free radicals are a huge contributor to inflammation in the body. And a lot of these supplements that I provide them are also anti, or I should say they reduce inflammation. Um, Some of them are analgesic, some of them are antiviral and antifungal. So I love to give my dogs um, wheatgrass powder, I give them spirulina, I give them moringa powder, which is an amazing powder. Um, It actually has seven times more vitamin C than an orange and 15 times more potassium than bananas. Okay, Um, wait a second. Can you say that? Could you actually spell that? Because my head doesn't wrap around (laughs) I don't think I've heard that word before. (laughs) Yes, it's moringa. It's M-O-R-I-N-G-A. Okay, and it sounds is, like a fun dance. Moringa, yeah. moringa. <laughs> well, you could probably do a dance after you eat it because it's so oh, good okay. for you. Um, so that's a really amazing um, supplement I give my dogs. I also give them bee pollen on a regular basis. It's again, you know, going to be really rich in flavonoids, quercetin, which is really great for the body. It's high in a variety of vitamins. They get barley grass, they get alfalfa. Um, I give them chlorophyll. So those are some of the fun supplements. And all of them, the supplements I just mentioned all have a certain purpose. So barley grass, for instance, is going to be, again, really rich in antioxidants. It's going to uh, boost the immune system. And it's a really phenomenal detoxifier for the for the body. So I use all of these supplements, not all at one time, I kind of um, interweave them into their weekly diet. So I just named like seven supplements. So they might get they'll probably get they get two not they might they do they get two of them a day, and I rotate through them throughout the week. So they're always getting a different variety of nutrients nutrients from each of these different supplements. And do you like, do you like mash up? Like if it comes in a pill form, do you like mash it up in like a mortar and pestle or something? Or, or do you like, and then put it like in a syringe or do they just like have a whole bunch of powder on their food? I'm trying so, to imagine well, how they get it. I'm not using a whole lot of powder, right? But I get the, I get the powdered form. There are some of the alfalfa and the barley grass I actually get um, that's in like a tablet form that I will just throw right in. But if you think about it, you're only giving about, you no, know, especially for, for Zet, you guys, Eddie and Indy, you're only going to be looking at maybe like like an eighth of a teaspoon of each to get some real bang for your buck. So it's not a lot of powder. It may sound like a lot, um, but I just mix it right in. My dogs are raw fed, so they, um, they're they very used to me folding things in. And th- thank goodness they're not finicky because I've been doing this for all of their life. If you happen to be finicky, you know you might want to take the, um, the coffee approach, which is for humans, if you're trying to get rid of cream and sugar in your coffee, you don't just go black straight out the gate. You start to you know diminish the amount that you put in the coffee. The same thing with these supplements, if you want to add the powder, just do a little tiny bit at a time so that eventually they, they don't even care because they've become accustomed to the flavor in their food. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then so tell us like, what is a typical day of uh, what your dogs eat, including, you know, food, supplements, snacks, all of that. What Run us through like a typical day <laughs> of okay. what your dog eat. <laughs> <laughs> so let me just have the asterisk disclosure. My dogs are spoiled when it comes to <laughs> what they eat. 
they probably I probably spend more money on them than I do on myself, but that's okay that's because they're be. super healthy, right? Yes, <laughs> I'm being proactive. I'm investing in their wellness and not their sickness. And <laughs> right, so, so your children, <laughs> absolutely. And so one of the things to think about is every single thing that goes in my dog's body is on my radar. So I am very picky with what they eat. So I prepare their food raw. I say prepare because I'm not making raw food, right? So this week, for instance, they are having a batch that I made that is venison with beef liver, beef kidney, uh, beef pancreas. It has beef bone in it. It has some garlic in there. It has some Swiss chard in there. It has um, cranberries and blueberries, and it has dandelion leaf and some cilantro. So really low starch vegetables and low starch fruits that I have obviously pureed the the cell walls of so that they can get the nutritional value out of that. So that would be what their breakfast consists of. And today, for instance, they actually had wheatgrass and that moringa powder was sprinkled on top. I also put on their food some probiotics and some plant digestive enzymes. And they also received some sardines this morning. Sardines canned in water with bones and skin, no salt added, because that's going to give them a really amazing omega-3 punch, which is going to be supportive of brain and eye health. So that was their breakfast. That's a big breakfast. Well, well, it's all, yeah, well, I have an 88-pound dog and a 48-pound dog, and you know, you mix it all together. So yes, they also got a farm fresh egg. I just threw the the shell and all into the bowl, and they ate that up as a snack. Oh, yeah, we love that. Yeah, those are really good. People don't know that, but right, don't throw your eggshells away, because those are healthy for us, right? Well, it depends where you're getting your eggs from. So if you're buying your, yeah, if you're (laughs) buying your eggs from a grocery store, Uh I would not recommend you give the shells, because they actually wash the shells with a solution. And not knowing what that solution is, because different companies use different solutions, we don't want to really be having anything that could potentially be toxic being consumed by our dogs. If you happen to have a neighbor or a a farm close by that you can get your eggs from them, normally farmers and neighbors don't clean the eggs. And if they do, they're just using water. So in that case, I would say 100% throw that shell in because not only is the shell itself going to be rich in calcium, but that little membrane inside the shell is also rich in chondroitin and glucosamine and hyaluronic acid, which goes back to our first question of joint support. So it's a really great addition to the bowl. So that was like their morning for snacks. They get species appropriate treats. So they're going to get high protein. They really don't get a lot of carbs. They don't get biscuits that have flour. They don't get anything like that. Um, And then they'll get their dinner, which will consist of, you know, something similar to this morning, but they'll end up getting some spirulina in there, um, maybe some burdock root, which is another great herb that supports um, the liver and detoxing. And then at some point, they'll get a treat like either a pig snout or a raw turkey neck or <laughs> or wow. a rabbit ear. Oh, yeah, they... <laughs> I they, forgot. Do you live on a farm? <laughs> no, <laughs> you live close to a farm. Where you work with farmers? No, How do you get I, all this amazing stuff for them? Well, I own a pet store, right? So there's one thing that that's where I get it from. Um, but I also do have some farmers that I have become very friendly with over the years. And so I, I hate to say this because it's sad, but I also believe you know when you're killing an animal for human purposes to eat, um, that you honor the animal by using all of the parts. And so one of the local farms, um 
is a is a rabbit farmer. And so he basically some people like the liver, but he takes all those organs out. So I get all the organs and most people want it, you know, with they don't want a head on it. So I right. ask if I can get the feet and the ears. And so um, that's something that I get frozen. And then I deliver that with fur and all to my dogs, because that's a great source of um, some trace minerals. It also kind of helps to cleanse them internally. Um, so there's a lot of opportunities around if you start thinking outside of the box of where you can get some really great species appropriate treats for your animals. I'm sorry, did you just say that you give the, the dogs the rabbit feet? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> they love the rabbit feet. And I have to tell you, it sounds really silly, but I love to hear the bones crunching because it's just, for some odd reason, satisfying to hear a dog doing what they're supposed to be doing. <laughs> that is so cool. Mother's always worried, like, you know, because one time uh, Chewbacca, our other dog, he, he got a hold of a chicken bone and, you know, they panicked because they thought, Oh, well, that's not going to go through his intestines too well. So she's she's always afraid of bones, like little bones. Well, so if you think about it, the way that the canine mouth is designed, they're actually meant to crush bones and the acidity of the stomach actually bends the bones. So if you want to feed bones, it's really important that you only feed bones that are raw and you only feed bones that are non-weight bearing if you are looking for your dog to ingest them. So that would be um, you know, light the, bones, right? Like uh, <laughs> the the necks, the ribs, um, kneecaps, those types of things. Yeah, um, the tails, oxtails are another great, um, another really great um, treat that you can give. So, if the chicken bone had been cooked, then your mama was one hundred percent correct to say it no. You cooked. can't have that. <laughs> yeah, cooked bones are a big, big no no. Um, but the raw bones are actually, you know, that their bot the canine body is able to handle that and, and eat it and. Uh, without any issue. What's the difference? Like if a cooked bone, like what happens versus a, a raw bone? Well, the cooked bone has all of the nutrients and minerals. Basically, it's void of all of that. They've been oh. they've been lost in the cooking process. So it becomes very brittle and sharp. And so as they're biting it, it breaks differently in the mouth. So it, it's just the body handles it differently. Wow, this is so much great information. And we have so much more to share with our listening audience. But we're going to do something rather selfish. What's that? Well, since we have so much more incredible tips and advice for Jonna, including how to naturally stop your dog from itching from fleas, we're going to continue this episode another time. Is that so bad? Well, the catch is it's going to be a special bonus episode for our Patreons only. Oh, I see what you did there. So, if you're a Patreon, you'll be able to download the rest of this highly informative episode with Jonna Devereaux. And trust us, there's a lot more. A lot. And if you're not a Patreon, you can be right now. All you have to do is sign up at any tier at patreon.com forward slash the Zedian Indie Show. Yeah, for as little as three bucks a month, less than the cost of a latte, you can get bonus episodes like this one, plus other great perks. Again, just go to patreon.com forward slash the Zedian Indie Show to learn more. I don't think it's too cruel. I mean, the rest of this episode is so enlightening and, well, we work really hard to bring all these great guests and cool ideas to the show, right? Absolutely. Not to toot our own horns. You have a horn? Since when? Why, why don't I have a horn? It's a figure of speech, Indy. Is it like a goat's horn or is it like a time machine horn? No, just forget about it, Indy. All right, so let's wrap it up now with a segment from our book. 865 reasons why having a dog is so much better than having a kid. Reason number 31. 
bribery. Oh, this is gonna be quick. Yeah, when you have a kid, as they age and get older... They don't age like a fine wine. Generally, no. Yeah, they age like stinky cheese. Even though we love stinky cheese. Kids get harder to bribe as they age. When they were little flesh blobs, you could bribe them with stupid things like Barney or ice cream or... Well, I don't think that they watch Barney anymore. Okay, fine. Well, you could bribe them with episodes of Paw Patrol. Right. But as they age, you have to bribe them with other things. Like time machine. Or expensive shoes. Or McDonald's. McDonald's is pretty cheap, actually. As a dog, I have no sense of the value of a dollar, nor do I need to. True, true. Either way, a Happy Meal is still more expensive than a little treat from your leftovers. Agreed. I mean, if you want to bribe me for, like, a snuggle sesh or just to come inside of the house when I'm out enjoying the sun, all Mother's got to do is shake that bag of beef treats and run, 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 I come. Sometimes she doesn't even give you the treat. You just come because the shaking and the bag noise. Yeah, that's annoying. Uh, and that's totally another episode. But when you got a kid... Get ready to bribe with much pricier things. Or treats that are harder to acquire than dog treats. Like lasagna. Did you know that lasagna takes like an hour to make? Could you imagine? Hey, Frank, I miss you. If you come visit me this weekend, I'll make lasagna. <laughs> yeah, your kid ain't coming over for kibble. Oh, hey, Frida. Frida? Yeah, all the flesh bob, female form. Oh, okay, right. Frida, if you come over this weekend, you can do your laundry for free. Oh, that's so sad. Parents bribing their kids to hang out with them. <laughs> yeah, we'll hang out with you for free. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that about does it, fleshy friends. Make sure you tune in every Monday when new episodes drop. And tell your butt-loving friends about us so we can continue our show. And remember to check out our Facebook and Instagram pages to see more details about today's stories and topics. And join Patreon if you haven't already to access bonus episodes, including the whole interview with the amazing Jonah Devereaux. Thank you again to Jonah for coming back and sharing all her knowledge on how to keep your pup healthy and happy. If you want to learn more about Jonah, make sure you check out her website at BowWowLabs.com. And if you check her out on Facebook as well, she shares some great healthy recipes to make for your dog. So thanks again for tuning in and until next time, smell, smell you later! later.